What is the foundation of all success, or lack thereof? Well, today's guest is about to let you in on this and many other gems. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. Welcome back to your weekly dose of entrepreneurial automation and mindset learning. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and you, well, infinitely more importantly, you are a driven entrepreneur and a business owner or are hoping to be one very soon. But either way, you're ready to start restart, kickstart, or just start leveling up some great marketing, personal or business results to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it absolutely deserves to be. Well, got a big episode today. Today's guest shares insights on NLP, automotion, the power of responsiveness of video, improving your speaking skills and your mindset, and so much more. And a little bit later, I'm going to let you in on next episode's guest who absolutely over-delivered on the topic of licensed content. As per usual, the Dark Horse Corrals are chock full of personal marketing and business G-O-L-D, spilling from every corner of the Dark Horse Entrepreneur HQ. So let's get to the starting gates. And go. All right, my dark horse family. So here we got we got Brian Kelly today. Now Brian Brian is a CEO uh, and owner of. Let me sure I get this right. Reach your peak, the entrepreneur training company. Uh, he's an incredibly driven individual who loves serving and helping others to achieve their levels of success. Uh, Brian worked actually for decades as a software engineer in a corporate job and didn't find out. Get this, or like me, until his forties that there were really quote unquote other alternatives. Uh, which time he just dove into the entrepreneurial world with you know, the seminars and the boot camps and those advanced trainings that we've all seen and, and many of us have partaken in uh, and quickly learning that all the things he had achieved and as well as the things he hadn't achieved were really a direct result of what was going on inside his own mind. So he did a little moving around and started diving into mindset training uh, and actually became an NLP certified coach. Uh, I've been, I, you know, I've toyed around with NLP. Well, we might, we might dig around in there for a little bit. Uh, you know, he applied all those skills and ultimately became the leader for his mentor's uh, seminar company, uh, finding his new true passion was really uh, speaking from the stage. And we were just chatting a little bit about that. Uh, after training with his mentor's company, he then went on to hold his own signature live events and sub subsequently uh, shared the stage with many prominent speakers. Uh, 2015, Brian was even awarded the Entrepreneur Trainer of the Year. Hey, round of applause. We're, we're throwing a little applaud effect right there, right? <laughs> Brian is very adept at technology and his proven uh, ability to automate business processes. Wow, I think we all could use some of that. Uh, so he's such... He's probably so adept at that. He's actually, his peers have often referred to him as the automation master. Uh, Brian is also a former network marketing company, network marketing company co-owner and served as the vice president of operations for, uh, for like six years, uh, where he was responsible for all things technical training and presenting the visions to his audiences. 
there's a lot there, Brian. You've already done a whole bunch. Uh, I actually just want to go ahead and get ready to witness the greatness, everybody. Let's do this. Welcome to the show, Brian. How are you doing? Hey, thanks so much, Tracy. So, so glad to be here. My goodness, I didn't realize there was that much to my life. I don't think there's anything You feel tired now, don't you? My gosh, I did all that already. (laughs) Yes. What else is there now? (laughs) Right? Okay, I can just, I can retire now, hang my hat up and just put your feet up on the deck. So, Brian, actually, I, I wanted to like just turn this over to you for a bit and let you tell your story in your own words. Obviously, I gave quite a few nuggets there. You've accomplished and, and done a lot, and clearly there's a, a lot of learnings going on there. But, you know, just uh, step up, grab the mic, tell me your story, how you got from where you were to where you are, and, and really why you love doing what you do so much. Yeah, sure, man. I remember uh, – being a kid, I had the greatest childhood. I mean, I had so much fun, played sports. Uh, my, my parents, I have an older brother. They were great uh, in letting us play any sports we could get our hands on. I uh, didn't realize at a very young age how little money our family had until I got to about junior high and an event happened that forever shaped the direction of my life. It's not this big, horrible, horrendous thing, but it was a big one in my mind. And that was this incredible movie was coming out. And there was a lot of buzz about it. This is before Netflix. This is before internet, really, uh, as far as getting the word out. And it was Star Wars. And I just remember all my buddies talking about it. And I ran home and said, Mom, Dad, can I have, can I, can I get some money for a ticket? And they said, sorry, son, we can't afford it. Mm. And then I would go back to school and hear all the buzz about everyone and all these R2D2, C3PO, another language, right? And I was just devastated that I was not able to do that. And that I was at the age now where I'm realizing we don't have much money in this family. And I vowed to myself, this is nothing against my parents. They were phenomenal. But I vowed to myself, I will never be in that situation when, it, when the roles are reversed and I'm a parent. And well, not reversed, but when I am a parent and I have kids, I don't ever want to be able to or have to be in a situation where I say we can't afford it uh, for something like that, where, you know, I know if my kids came to me and it was important to them, it's like, sure, yeah, I'll give you a movie ticket money for, for you know, it. I would be able to afford it. So, so that was a turning point. Then I went into corporate. I knew nothing about, like you said, entrepreneurship uh, for many, many years. And the whole time in corporate, I was, I could just feel I was a fish swimming upstream. It didn't fit me that I couldn't figure it out. Although I just figured this is how life is supposed to be. You go to corporate, you go, you work, you retire, then you die. Whoopie doo. And uh, (laughs) thankfully around uh, my mid-40s, I discovered this whole thing called entrepreneurship, started attending those seminars you talked about, and I felt like I was with my family every time I went, you know, hundreds of people, and it was instant, instant uh, camaraderie with everybody I met that I've only met for the first time, and I thought, I would rather be here than where I've come from, and that's what really uh, was a springboard to where things are going now, and they're going in great places right now. Nice. Nice. And so uh, crack into a little bit on where you got here, Reach Your Peak, the entrepreneurial training company. That's what you're kind of focused in on these days? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Started out in the fitness industry, of all things, about seven years ago, and then was told by a lot of great personal friends, my wife included, they said, every time you start anything, any project, you go in on the computer and you automate everything behind it. And I just started thinking, huh, they're right. <laughs> and I was getting feedback from guest speakers that came on my live shows that I have a ton of automation back there. And they're all asking me to show them how to do what I do. And I thought, well, I got to do what I teach. And that is listen to the marketplace. And so I began creating a, uh, 
a very monumental training program called Carpet Bomb Marketing. And it's a comprehensive training that takes you from live shows all the way through the repurposing of it um, in many platforms. And I don't want to go into brutal detail on that. It just became, live video became an incredible lead magnet. So for all of you that are business-minded, uh, put that feather in your, in your cap and uh, do that or a podcast like Tracy's doing right now. I take my live videos for one instant or one example. I repurpose them into a podcast. So I have live video, recorded video, and audio all from one shoot, uh, one time, no editing. Well, very, very little editing. And it's done. And now it's on 25 different podcast platforms rising in the ranks. And yeah, it's just uh, if, if there's a way to market something and it's available, my, my discipline, my approach is then do it. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I hear you. Grab, grab the reins and, and ride that bull as as long as you can. I know it's funny as you mentioned live video being a, a great tool. One of the things I found that I was doing some testing in the uh, Facebook ads area, oh, early last year, probably late the year before, is uh, I was getting a lot better uh, re- engagement when I used videos. The message was the same. If you use, if I, but if I used a static picture. Um, and it could have just been a snapshot. I actually tested it. It was a snapshot of what I was going to be showing in the video, the thumbnail. Uh, if it wasn't a video, I got far less engagement. People are actually thriving on the videos nowadays, it seems like. Would you uh, concur with that, what's what you were saying? Yeah, that's uh, one reason you know, that I really car- targeted uh, live video is for that very reason. In addition to the fact that it's a great uh, Band-Aid fix for not being on the stage live in front of people until I get back True. on stage. So yeah. you, you continue to hone your craft. And for those that are listening that want to become a speaker or maybe even improve their speaking skills, highly recommend either a podcast or a live video. Live video is, in my opinion, is a better way if you want to be a speaker because now you're in front of people, you know, your faces, and it's a different dynamic in that case. You have to be cognizant of your facial expressions. Are you paying attention? You know, are you always looking at the camera when you're talking, at, which is the other person? Those are the little things that you learn when you're speaking from stage is what is your presence? How are you coming off to them? Uh, yeah, I love speaking. I could talk about that this entire podcast. But uh, yeah, uh, speaker training, we've done some of that. I've uh, coached a couple of my friends in speaker training because I was trained by one of the best. Uh, and it was all neurolinguistic programming based, which that's a whole nother story, a whole nother rabbit hole, a great one. That's an uh, awesome one. Neurolinguistic programming literally changed my life. And I'm not one of those dramatic people that says everything changes my life. Uh, and it, it truly did. It set my mind where it needed to be. It got me out of that corporate rut of, of stinking thinking, if you want to put it that way, you know, where you, you just accept what life handed you, that kind of attitude, no more. It's like, I, I'd like, you know, you talk, people talk about being reborn. I truly felt like that was what happened to me mm-hmm. because now I'm 55 now and I see such a wonderful future ahead of myself. Retirement is not in my vocabulary. I don't even know what that means. Uh, all it means to me is maybe shifting from one type of venue to another, uh, one type of vocation to another, but not ever stopping. I want to serve people, help people as long as I possibly can because that's what I truly enjoy doing. Sure. Absolutely. That's awesome. One thing I want to unpack, just uh, dig in a little bit more on is the NLP, the statement you made, you said the NLP changed your life. So I know probably a lot of folks have seen either the books on the shelves or the audible, you know, the, uh, the NLP neuro linguistic 
this and, you know, NLP for dummies. I've seen that one book actually. And then there's a couple of them that are, uh, that are out there. I mean, give someone, uh, the listeners kind of the, uh, you know, the broad strokes uh, from your perspective. Well, first of all, I would say the best, absolute best way to immerse yourself in NLP and get the best, most experience from it is to actually attend an NLP event. Uh, go to a training is what I mean, not just an event. Get trained by an NLP practitioner. Uh, have them take you through the processes and watch your life change because what, what NLP does for you, and you, you do all the work, you just listen to guidance, you're awake the whole time. It's a, it's a proven science. It's actually a science and it basically removes all limiting beliefs that you want to have removed. It, it, it reprograms your subconscious mind to better serve you. Uh, up until NLP, there was no true, like, repeatable way to tap into one's subconscious mind and change it. Because the so subconscious mind, let's take that back. It, it, you know, what is that? It's, that's what's beating your heart right now. You know, that's what's healing the wounds. Like, right now, can you forcefully tell your heart, beat, beat, beat? The answer is no. That would be a conscious activity. So the subconscious brain is extremely powerful. Uh, there's been different terms thrown about, but it's like 90% of your brain's power capacity. Your conscious is about 10. And think about that. How, what would it be like if you could tap into that power? Well, NLP gives us a way to do that in a way that will serve you better and give you uh, better results. So a lot of things we've learned at the imprint stage from zero to seven years old are there and ingrained in our subconscious. And now we have the ability to reprogram for the better. I mean, how many times as a child did we hear no, right? And now we're saying, we don't need to worry about no, it's yes. It's just say yes and and the rest will fall into place. So it gets, it gets deep and in a good way. It's not deep, like woo woo deep. Uh, It's, it's very effective, extremely effective. And it happens one, one process as an example versus say laying on a couch and having a psychotherapist, and I'm not saying anything about the, about the profession there, but <laughs> rather than going through days, weeks, years, months, whatever it happens to be, uh, with NLP, one process, uh, multiple, I've done many processes, but one I'm thinking of can take seven minutes and you're done. That's it, seven minutes. It's instant change. Uh, that's the other beautiful thing with NLP. Uh, it's, it, it happens immediately because that's how our brains react and want to react. They want to change for the better immediately. There, it's your brain. It loves you more than anything, right? right. right. <laughs> it's designed to protect you. It's designed to give you the best. And so NLP gives us a way to tap in and actually make that happen uh, sooner rather than later. Nice. I like that. Uh, I know I've toyed around with it. That's the one thing I haven't done is gone to one of those certified training events. And I know it's a little more challenging now given the current environment, but I'm sure if I went and poked around, there's probably some online versions of that as well. Um, so in the same, in the same breath of NLP, it's, I mean, that's all about the mindset and where your head is at and having your head on right. And I said, one of the things I focus on around here is like, you've got to get your mindset right. Cause if your mindset is jacked, your biz set is going to be just as jacked up, right? So I don't care how awesome you are at, in your case, um, automation. If you had, if you're just thinking, oh, you know, I just got a bad day or whatever this, you're going to go, that's going to be reflected, I think, in your automation work. It might be haphazard, half you feel that you finish that one off, right? Half-ass, whatever, <laughs> whatever it might be. I mean, how important from your perspective is mindset as, as being an entrepreneur or just anything in general? Anything in general is the right. Yeah, it is the most important. 
absolute most important aspect of success in your life, whether it's business or personal uh, relationships. You know, where you are today, the listener, where you are today right now is 100% due to what is going on between your beautiful earlobes it's, and your, your brain. That is 100% on you. It is no one else's fault. Sorry to be so direct, but that is the truth. And once you learn that you are at cause and you are, ha- you are in control of your destiny, and then you learn you have more control than you can imagine if you do get into an NLP training session and courses, then you'll see things change in your life very rapidly for the better. And yeah, I, I just can't speak highly enough of mind- mindset. Having a powerful and flexible mindset, it's the foundation for all either success or lack thereof, period. And that is the first area that everyone should focus on if they need that, if they haven't gone through any kind of mindset work, like real work, not just getting up in the morning and saying affirmations, which are great, or getting up in the morning and having an attitude of gratitude and thinking about everything. That's great. But a real regimented, systematized, uh, science-based, proven uh, approach to actually rewire your brain for the better. And don't worry, whatever your values are today, your belief systems, those cannot be undone. It's been proven many, many years ago in the army. I don't know if you are aware of any of these, Tracy, having that background. Uh, they tried to do mind control many, many moons ago with a lot of different um, techniques, starvation and cold and wet and anything you can t- do to reduce, you know, the human the body, bodily functions so that mm-hmm. they could you know, hopefully the mind would be more susceptible, but they failed. They could not uh, control a human mind. So your value system, your beliefs will remain what they are. They, you'll just be, I, I talk about it when, like when they came into our seminars, you know, you came in as you version 1.0. When you leave, it's going to be you version 2.0. You're now listening to-, to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. It, it, that's one of the succinct ways to say it. And you see it. They walk in and you see their body language. We all, you know, the whole crew are watching as they come in. And then they leave after one process for break. They come back in and they're a different person and they're just nice. glowing. It's amazing. Nice. It's kind of like, uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here. So if you, you have your computer, your brain, right? And it's got a core operating system. Well, you're not changing the operating system. You're just altering some of the directions that you're giving to it and say, hey, and when I type in this, you know, good morning, I'm going to stop saying, oh, it sucks. Why are you asking me? If, why are you saying good morning? It's not a good morning until you're changing that to something like, oh, yeah, it's awesome. Right. But, you know, and that's a, obviously a, a very simple example, but you're not changing the core operating system. You're just changing the command directions. Here's what happens when this happens. That's that a great sense. metaphor. I love that. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. Haven't heard that one before. That's, that's a really good way of putting it because the core operating system, that would be your, your values, your belief system. Uh, there are some beliefs, though, you do want to re-decide. Like in business, uh, might be for me, I'm too old to go forward and start a new venture or project or business. Uh, it might be some say I'm too young. You know, I'm only 17 or 16. Who am I to think I can do this? Those are the kind of beliefs you do want to redecide. Well, if you want to, I mean, right. I'm not going to tell people what they want to do, but if they want to succeed, those are the kind of limiting beliefs to bring up and then say, I want to redecide that Mr. NL or Mrs. NLP practitioner. Will you help me to do that? And that there's a process for that as well. And it works. It's amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um, you, let's see. I, I, I 
stumbling a little bit here. I, I want to dig into your uh, your love of automation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, how did you how did you get that 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 catchphrase? What was that? What I said with your super geek skills and becoming the automation master. Obviously, you said you mentioned earlier that whenever you went into something, the first thing you did was start automating it. Examples? How how would you just is that just something your brain works or just hey to make my give myself more time on stage? I need to do one two three. Yeah, it was more about working and operating efficiently because most of the time I'm working a corporate job and also doing entrepreneurial activities and I didn't have time to do everything manually uh, and I needed to make it so I could. But in the corporate world, I was a software engineer and that was, you know, that's a great uh, line of automation right there. It's you're automating a process to occur over and over and over and to do it properly. So I just love connecting different types of services together, passing information between them. So here's an example. You have an online scheduler like you have one, Tracy. Yep. And, you know, you set up an automation to, to trigger off, okay, it's one day before this. I want to start posting about my next show coming up. And so there are ways to automate this and have it automatically post to like Facebook, LinkedIn, and other social media platforms on your behalf. 100% automated solely based on the fact that you have something scheduled in your calendar online. Things like that. So I don't have to have VAs from the Philippines or anywhere else handling this manually and me paying them extra. I can set up the automation once and then, you know, fine tune it, tweak it. Sometimes I go in and change it a little bit, but uh, for quite a while now it's, it's stayed the way it is. And this is what's one tiny uh, example. Another is, you know, when you do get a calendar notification, someone books a, book something with you, drop them into your autoresponder automatically into a list. And now you can drip on them with reminders or if you're marketing and and it's a coaching call or whatever, you know, a 30 minute strategy session, you can say, Hey, to prepare for the strategy strategy session, go to this website, follow these tips, blah, blah, blah. There's so many things you can do Uh, with my show. It's all about my guests that are coming on. They get a lot of reminders um, automatically. Uh, forms that they fill out, uh, buttons that they click to make sure they've watched a checklist to ensure they're ready for the show because it's live online with a camera. Uh, nice. All of these things. You, you got my juices going here, Tracy. Can you no, tell? This, just, this is where we want it, man. This is where we're going to go. This is, uh, this is what moves my needle is, is automating things because it's so fun knowing that it's possible, number one, and, and then number two, having the knowledge of how to do it or figure it out if I don't know it right away. Right. Uh, because the just knowing the tools and resources that are available. Uh, sometimes I'll just pattern things. I'll go in and, and see a website that's written in say PHP, which is a coding kind of language. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't know PHP. I know other languages. I don't know PHP, but I could use, I could see the patterns that are in it and make modifications to make it do what I want it to do instead of what it was designed to do. And I've done that in the past too. It's just nice. Kind of, It is geeky, uh, but it has been a godsend and I could not do what I'm doing without it. Literally could not. So this is perfect for solopreneurs or people with small teams. Uh, it doesn't really matter the size of the team. Automation is fantastic it, because it, it increases your accuracy. You know, there's less human interaction. And don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to eradicate human involvement at all. It's all about efficiency and uh, accuracy. But uh, it's, you know, it's just it's a valuable, a valuable tool set to have in my hip pocket. And then, you know, to be able to show people how to do it themselves uh, so that they can, you know, experience the same liberation from all of these daily and hourly tasks that most people go through on their own. And I think one of the thing about automation, I think you 
hit on a really cool nerve there. It says you're not taken away the human interaction by, by the automations. I think you're really freeing up the time for people to be able to connect even more so because, hey, if I'm spending three, two, two or three hours a day on 87 different things, when I could take uh, two of those, uh, you know, let's take 40 of those away and automate them, well, now I've just freed up another hour and a half that I could connect with people like Brian and you know, all the people that are out there that I would have to drag on a podcast or a client. You can now spend more time uh, digging into what's going on in their world and how you can help them. So it's really opening it up uh, for totally. more communications. Yeah, great. It's a great uh, reframe of how many would look at automation into what it truly does afford you. It gives you the freedom, the liberation, the room, the time to do the things that need to be done, whether it's connect with humans or do other aspects of your business like marketing. Uh, I, have, I have a signature talk called automation or personalization, which is the best approach for your business. And ultimately, when I'm, I get down to the crescendo, really, they are both equally as important. Uh, and personalization, one of the things I tell everybody to do that's in the entrepreneur space is to continually go to events and seminars, uh, networking events, uh, training events, because you're going to be amongst like-minded people. You'll make relationships that are lifelong. I know this now from doing it for over a decade and going to these. Uh, do you remember Mr. T, Tracy? Mr. T, yes, I do. From you the remember, from the eighteen, yes. right? Yeah. Do you remember all the gold chains he wore around his I, neck? I pity a fool. Yes, yes. I remember. <laughs> so while I was on stage, I would have one of my assistants bring up all the lanyards with the badges on the bottom that of all the events I've been to, right? Oh, for the nice. past. And okay. I didn't get to keep every single one. They don't always let you keep them, but I would keep the ones I could. And they put that on. And it's thick. It's thicker. And I always have a picture of Mr. T up on the screen. And I just say, look, I put Mr. T to shame. And you, you, they see it. And that's, it was just to show by example uh, the importance of showing up. Now, it's also equally as important to know when not to show up. So be sure you have a legitimate outcome in mind before you go to that event. Uh, this is something I learned that, you know, my outcome became meet the speakers or the, the event plan, the people heading the event. You know, my outcome kept going higher and higher and higher. So I would, I would do things like help out. Like literally, I'd be the first one there and the last one to leave. And even if it's a multi-day event. And it wasn't just because I was trying to do that. It's, it just was what I wanted to do. And I wanted to have the ability to stick around and have more ability to talk to people as they're breaking down the equipment, help them out with it if I could, if they let me, and get to know them. And I just did this naturally. And because of that, I developed incredibly strong relationships with a lot of people. And it just, uh, yeah, it, it did me very well. So go to be personal, get in touch with people. Hopefully soon we can do this again. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, automate things. So now while you're at that event, your automations are taking care of a lot of the processes that you would normally have to do yourself and you wouldn't be able to go to the event. So yeah, they're both very, very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and I think the last thing I wanted to crack into, we've got a little bit of time here and I, I want to be respectful of your time, is uh, your time with network marketing. Now, I know some folks probably have a bad image when they hear the word MLM or network marketing um, and you being higher up the chain can share probably uh, a lot more than the average Joe uh, in, in that world. Yeah, and uh, by itself, the model of network marketing is genius by itself. Uh, the reason it got a black eye is just so many companies went about it the wrong way, uh, and they did things that were not legal, 
And enough of them did this to where the entire industry got this negative connotation. Right. There are fantastic companies out there that are completely lawful, <laughs> that have <laughs> phenomenal um, what I call compensation plans in place that enable you to succeed if you put the work into it. But a lot of claims were made and still to this day, I still see it. It's like, you know, just duplicate yourself, bring in people like you and like, then you're going to, you know, just crush it. You get three people, they get three people, blah, blah, blah. And they make it sound like it's super easy and nothing could be farther from the truth. It takes a lot of work, a lot of dedication. And no one, most people who get into network marketing aren't ready for that because they're given the wrong messages coming in. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the biggest issue with that. I'm now, uh, as a matter of fact, I am a senior technical advisor for a network marketing company this very moment. Got brought on three months ago, so I'm helping consult with them help with their automations on the back end. And it's a phenomenal company. They have a great comp plan. They're doing everything by the book. And it's just amazing. They have infomercials playing all over the country. And when someone picks up the phone or picks up their phone and dials the number on the screen, one of the independent reps is on the other end waiting to pick up. Nice. The sale's already made. The lead's there. The marketing's done. The objections have handled. And then all the, the rep does is read a, a proven script, take their order, and earn a commission I mean, it can't get much better than that. I thought, this is genius. I want to be, you know, and then they asked me, hey, uh, we hear your automation guy. Can you help us? I said, okay, twist my arm. <laughs> yeah, sure. Exactly. But yeah, it's, it, the industry itself is a good one. It's just because, you know, it's always that because of the few sure. or those, the outliers that the whole industry as a whole gets this negative connotation. You know, people see you walking up their sidewalk and they know you're going to talk about MLM. You're coming up to the door. Well, the lights go off, the drapes are shut, and they don't answer the doorbell because they all oh, nobody's home. again. Yeah, no, I hear you. And I, but you know, and I think in the big scheme of things, every industry has that same thing. Uh, you know, there there are bad this kind of industry, bad that kind of industry, and it's on the side of the coin. You know, there's the good folks too. Like you said, there are folks doing are doing being lawful, having good comp plans, and, and just running a good business. Uh, I think one of the things I've seen in, uh, in some of the folks I've chatted with when it comes to uh, that topic is most of them that are talking to me in a negative connotation, as you dig a little bit deeper, they really didn't approach it like a business. It was like you were saying, they were told these, you know, pine and sky dreams, you bring three and they bring three and they bring three and it's all good. And you're like, no, 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 really, you've got to put in the work. You've got to treat it like a business and God knows you, you got to put in some energy, put some blood, sweat and tears to really get uh, what you would like to get out of it. Yeah, I've worked with the superstars, you know, a couple of them I knew personally and I watched firsthand how hard they worked to get where they were. And these were people that were number one, number two in the entire company, you know, multiple tens of thousands of distributors, and they'd already reached the top and they're already crushing it financially, yet the work ethic is still there. Mm-hmm. And they're nonstop on the phone doing, you know, one-on-one meetings or group meetings, which um, I'm, I'm personally not a fan of doing that just because there's ways to do this using automation, and especially today online. We come full circle more. again. <laughs> yeah. So it, but uh, those that, that really succeed are those that work their ever living, you know, what's off. That's the the only way you become successful is to work hard. And people will say, you know, work smarter, not harder. I say work smarter and harder. And I didn't coin that phrase. Someone else, I wish I remember who it was, but I loved it. I said, that's, that's good. Work, do both. Do both. You know, continue. Don't, don't just think you can work smarter and relax on your, your hammock with your little umbrella drink and everything's just going to start pouring into you financially. No, you gotta, you gotta keep going, keep going. 
that's what I love about entrepreneurship. You know, it's always an ebb and flow. There's always changing. There's always challenges every day. I thrive on that. I love that. I like, uh, I like variety. It, it keeps yeah. it. It keeps the. It keeps the wheels turning, right? I know you yeah. mentioned you're you're 55. We're in this that, that same age group, and keeping those wheels turning, it, it's kind of important, and you know, it helps us with the. And if you're like me in the entrepreneur world, the uh, ooh look, the you know the bright shiny object. You know, there's so many <laughs> new things going on. So if I can get this one up and rolling and keep cranking away, well then I can turn and look at the new bright shiny object, and you know I can come back over here and keep it rolling and come over here and go to the. And now I'm going to work on this new bright shiny object, you know, those automations actually help with that, uh, that, that problem of bright, shiny objectness. Um, so uh, two quick things. One, uh, what, uh, what kind of, what message or takeaway would you like all the listeners to, to, to walk away with from the, today's show? That's one thing I like to tell folks that have a dream, a vision, a passion. And let's, I like to talk to specifically to entrepreneurs and business people that, you know, it's, it takes a long time typically to build any kind of business, but it's not just the time it takes. It takes diligence, perseverance, uh, you know, discipline to keep going at it every single day, no matter what. And I just want to implore upon people, no matter how bad it seems, because believe me, I've been there, uh, never, ever, ever, ever give up. Please do not give up. Uh, give yourself four or five years of nonstop, I mean, pedal to the metal effort, focused effort. Get a coach, get a mentor to help you. Uh, don't try to reinvent the wheel and do it all yourself. That's your ego getting in your way. There are so many uh, things that can, and I've been through all of these. I'm not telling people to do anything I haven't already experienced. And that's why it's so important to pass this knowledge on. And it's not anything that hasn't been written about. It's nothing new. It's just personal experience, and that, that's, that really floats to the top every time I'm asked a similar question is just don't give up. Keep going. You may hit a, a pause now and then, and you'll just sit there and go, why am I doing this? I don't even know I should, I should go forward, and you take a day or two off. Get back up. Get on the horse and ride on again. Uh, don't give up. There was a reason you started it, uh, and you know, tap into that reason. What was your why? And yeah. go, go back there and determine, mine is my wife. You know, I'll do anything for her. And if I start feeling that, I'm like, well, but I'm not going to get, you know, this life that I want for both of us uh, if I don't continue. So that, that helps me. I'm just, bam, I'm right back into it. Amen there. And sometimes the, the, biggest, the biggest tips are just the core uh, foundational principles, like you, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, you told me that you had something to share with the, with the audience. Um, I know there's a, there's a link here, but if you want to give a brief description of it, we'll be sure to put that link in the, in the notes for you as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Is that the one that ends in automation? That's the one that ends in automation. Your, your list of go-to <laughs> Go automation tools. Who would have known? Yeah, so here's the thing. There are many, oh my gosh, I have an infographic on one of my presentations. It's unbelievable how many choices there are for tools that help you to automate systems in your business. I have nowhere close to, come. I've not come anywhere close to using them all. I have used a lot of the prominent ones. And as a result of doing that, I've sifted and sorted into what works for me and my business and, and my automation efforts. And so I've compiled the list of tools that I use, not just tools I think you should use. These are the ones I, my company right. uses every single day. They're running right now as we speak. Uh, and so I just wanted to offer that list for people who are looking to get started. If you need an autoresponder, there's a great resource there. If you need a great calendar system that most have not heard of, uh, that one's in there. I use that every single day as well. There's um, 
another tool that is the glue that puts all these disparate uh, services together, that pulls data from one, injects it into another. That is in there. Uh, everything we use is in there with a brief description, a quick link. It's an instant email. So you go to uh, RYP, which stands for Reach Your Peak, dot I-M, as in Mary, forward slash automation. Yep. So RYP dot I-M forward slash automation. And it's free. Uh, and you'll get it instantly the second you opt into a form. And you'll get a list of the automations. And, and then you'll have connection with me. If you want to reply via email, I'll see it. And if you have questions, just let me know. Sweet. And we'll be sure, like I said, we'll be sure to get that link in the show notes to follow up that. So if anyone wants to reach out and connect with you beyond that, uh, that, uh, that automation list, uh, give us all your, all your connection points, websites, and all that good stuff. The best one is uh, Facebook. Uh, I'm on there pretty, pretty regularly for business type stuff. And it's, uh, it's Brian Carl Kelly. Yeah, I'm looking at my link. So it's B-R-I-A-N-C-A-R-L-K-E-L-L-Y is the username for Facebook. Uh, that's the best way uh, to get in touch with me. Um, you can message me if I've you know exceeded my friend limit. I'm close to it again, and I always clean it up a little bit. Uh, that's the number one way. And you can go to the website, uh, reachyourpeakllc.com, and there's a contact form there as well. Uh, but I'm very, I'm all over the place. LinkedIn, that's another place. Uh, you can't go very far without finding uh, me or an episode of our past live show, which uh, Tracy, I think we're going to have to have you on it um, now that we've done this. I, I think I think we could re- arrange that. That would be, I would be very uh, honored to do that with you. That would be a, a fun ride. That's yeah, right. Uh, I'm out there everywhere. Uh, just look for Brian Kelly or Brian C. Kelly is another uh there's too many Brian Kelly's. It's a common name like John Smith almost. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Brian, I definitely appreciate your time. And uh, we'll definitely do this again. And hey, if you want me over there, just give me a holler. I'll definitely uh, jump on again with you too. Sounds great, Tracy. Thanks so much, All buddy. Right, Brian. Thanks so much. All right, my fellow Dark Horse fam. There you heard from Brian Kelly. Here's a few thoughts I walked away from. Thought number one. An event happened in Brian's life. Remember Star Wars was coming out. Brian ran home to ask for a few dollars to go to the movie with his friends. And they couldn't afford it. And he was, as a teen, this devastated him. He was at that that age that he realized they didn't have enough money in that family. And that's when he vowed to himself never to be in that situation. So the question I have to ask you is what things from your past are you stuck in or what things are you motivated by? If you're stuck in things, wouldn't it be a great time to pull your feet out of the mud of those past perceptions so that you could start, restart, or kickstart your life or your business? And if you're motivated by some of those things from your past, it would be, I think it would be an awesome uh, thing to keep a healthy reminder of those in front of you, perhaps via a vision board or other memory tickling reminder. Thought number two, Brian found his calling, he found his comfort, and he found his family in the entrepreneurial world. You could take it one step further, and while digging around in different areas of his entrepreneurial journey, it was pointed out to him that he always automated the steps as he entered into a a new journey or adventure he was going on. He didn't even realize it. It was pointed out to him. The gem from this one is listen to the marketplace and listen to your peers. What amazing skills or skill or skills do you have that others would pay you 
to teach them. We all have at least one. Most of us have many. Tap into that thing that's so easy for you and you can help make it easy for others. And monetize that as a part of running your race. And stop racing around and chasing everyone else's way of making that almighty dollar. Make it your race. Thought number three, repurpose and automate. Brian repurposes one piece of content into multiple uses. One example he gave was his live videos. He would then turn those into a podcast. So doing the recording once and then flipping that into audio and then moving that out into 25 different podcast platforms. Brian also said that if there's a way to market something, then do it, right? Also of note I, that I caught out of there is video is a little more engaging to many audiences. And it was a, uh, he saw it as a great band-aid in today's COVID impacted landscape. Uh, he uses his podcast and live video. He also reminded us that it's a great way to hone your on-stage skills, right? To hone your speaking skills. What are you saying good? What are you doing bad? Being mindful of your, your facial expressions, uh, the tonality of your voice, etc. And he also goes on to share with us about using automations to further save time and drive connections with your prospects, your clients, and your peers. Take a minute and think outside the box. I mean, you could automate to nurture. You could automate to build relationships. You could automate reminders to fans and to yourself. You could send yourself automations to remind you to do live outreach, right? So now you're automation, uh, automating a reminder for you to do more live outreach to further build your relationships. Uh, remember, building relations was huge for Mr. B, Brian in this case, as he gave in the Mr. T example when he was engaging with the folks behind the scenes and he collected all those lanyards and of course you want to automate to drive more sales and here's a bonus thought for you where you are today is 100% on you be willing to try new things heck check out NLP this science of success can enable and empower you in so many ways while I'll have to admit it may be woo-woo for some folks if you could jumpstart your life isn't it worth a few minutes of time for you to investigate? I mean, like Brian says, there's there was a he 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 wanted to say there is a process that takes seven minutes and enables you to tap into the power of your very own brain. You have more control than you believe you have. This is the foundation of your success, or lack thereof. All right, that was a gem-packed filled episode. Now, on, t on our next episode, Justin Popovich is going to share his story of creating his business, which is all centered around content licensing. And if you're looking to get a product into the marketplace and are struggling with creating it, you're definitely going to want to be here for that episode. With that, I'm going to leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.